and women that have lost their lives due to wars that have been fought for our freedom or for one reason or the other. And in the Message Bible, John 8, 36 says it like this. Jesus said, I tell you most solemnly that anyone who chooses a life of sin is trapped in a dead-end life and is, in fact, a slave. A slave is a transient who can't come and go at will. The son, though, the son, thou has an established position, the run of the house. So if the son sets you free, you are free through and through. Amen. Amen. Now, we know that we have freedom, a somewhat freedom in America, probably less freedom than what we did have. But we have freedom in America to come and go. Amen. But we also know that Christ went to a cross. And in John, uh, John 19, uh, verse 17 said, and, and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place, of, the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and the two others with him on either side. We know that the gospel, listen, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. That is what has given us freedom from sin. Amen. Because when he rose, amen, I thank God for that blood that was shed on Calvary for you and I and my sins and our sins. Amen. So my question would be, what do you think of when you think of Memorial Day? The beginning of summer, vacations, barbecues, or in the, in the backyard, or getting together with family. While remembering certain things can be traumatic also. We know that memory sometimes can bring things back that are traumatic. Or we can see things that bring things that are traumatic to us. Listen, if it had not been for Jesus. Amen. Going to a cross. Allowing man to drive nails into his hands and into his feet. And to stick that crown of thorns on his head. And on his own followers scream, crucify him. Or I don't know him or deny him. And yet he still went to that cross. And at the very end, as they're still crying, crucify him. Let the robbers and the thieves go. Crucify him, which he did nothing but heal and deliver, and preach, and teach the word of God. Amen. And still yet, at the very end, he looked up and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All right. There's things that come back to my memory that continue to help me walk with Jesus. Amen. Amen. When I go back into the memory and the memorial, of thinking back of Christ's crucifixion, the death, burial, and resurrection. It brings back to me that if it had not been for Jesus, that perfect lamb of sacrifice, I, where would I be today? I would, I, would be, I would be buying lambs. I'd be buying goats, and I'd be buying sheep. I'd be buying things to keep placing them on the altar and going to the priest and having my sins uh, you know, cast it forward one more year or one more month or two more months or six months, whatever it was that it would be given, right? But now God, Christ goes to the cross, amen, which is the perfect sacrifice. There are things that keep me. 
I go back into my mind and I remember, I remember the word of God because God's word is still alive. It still takes care of me. It still corrects me. It still encourages me. It still uplifts me. It still can bring conviction in my life. The ability to remember is a wonderful gift God has given us. Amen. I, I, I thank God for memory. You know, I, I pray God for my mind. I pray for my mind because there's things that, that sometimes I forget. And I'm asking God to give me a mind that will last, that will not deteriorate, that, that will hold on to some memory, that I will not be lost in the in things, you know, that I'll continue to remember the goodness of God and the, the goodness of his gift that, that he's placed inside of me. In a flash, we can be a child again, skipping rocks across the pond or walking in a meadow. Through memory, we can fall in love, get married, and enjoy our children all over again. All this is possible through the blessing of memory. Right? Amen. And it's funny, sometimes the memory... You know, you hold on to good things, and you'll forget some of the bad things. Well, let me say most of the things. You know, God has helped me. Actually, he let me bury a memory, but he brought it back because it's a memory I had to work through. But now that he's helped me work through it, I don't look at it as a bad memory anymore. It's a memory he can use in ministry or something, somewhere. All this is possible through the blessing of memory. Memorial Day began uh, as Decoration Day, a day set aside to place flowers on Civil War uh, veterans and that, that had been killed and putting a flag on the grave of our soldiers and unknown soldiers. In Scripture, we, we find that God has given us some things to remember. In Genesis 9-11, after God destroyed the earth in a flood, he told Noah, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood that destroyeth the earth. I don't know about you, but last week it rained. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I almost think we had Sunday rain. I don't even know anymore. I've had so much rain, grass growing crazy. But the word of God said he was not going to destroy the world again by water, right? That's the word of God. So it don't matter if it rains five days, seven days, ten days. God is not going to let this world be destroyed by water. Amen. Then God stated in Genesis 9, 13, God stated, I have set a rainbow. How you know he's not going to destroy it is he gave you a sign. He wanted to make sure you understood, keep in the memory that after it, after it has rained, I'm going to put this beautiful rainbow in the sky to confirm my word that it will not flood again, that I have put that there for you to look up and to remember my word. As a promise, another memorial was erected when Joshua led the people of Israel across the Jordan River. You remember the water stopped flowing just as the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant began to step into the water. Amen. Uh, then they stood in the middle of the river until the people had crossed safely into the promised land. While they were crossing, Joshua told 12 men. Why did he 12 tell the 12 men? Could they have gotten the rocks out of the 
The bed, if there was water in there, a deep water. You understand what I'm saying, right? He parted the water. He said, I want you 12 men from you 12 tribes to come over and get rocks. I want you to begin to build something for a reason, for a memorial. He said, grab 12 stones. I want you to bring them over here. And they took them and they began to build them on the side that was the promised land side. Amen. And that purpose was so that when the children of Israel that were infants then, they could go back to them and say, I want you to know what Jehovah Jireh did, my provider. I want you to know what Jesus did for us. We want you to know that these rocks are here because only Jesus or only God could have parted the red, uh, this waters for us so we could get over here on on into the promised land, right? Now, if, if he had not parted the water, they'd had to wade in the water with the, the Ark of the Covenant. God wasn't going to let that happen. He wasn't going to let anything happen to the Ark of the Covenant. He wasn't taking chances. Hear me. He wasn't taking chances of them stepping. How many of you have walked through water or, or ponds or lakes or even streams that are up to here? Amen. And you're stepping on rocks. What do they have on them? Slime. Growth. Algae. Right? Is it not slippery? He wasn't going to take a chance of letting that ark be lost or tipped over. So what did he do? He allowed that water. As soon as the priest's foot touched the water. He parted that water. So they could go over on dry ground. And then they built up the memorial so that they could go back to the children and tell them. And Joshua 4, 6 and 7 tells them, In the future when your children ask you, what does the stones mean? Tell, that, tell them that the flow of the river had ceased. And what do these stones mean? Tell them that that water, that water ceased and was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed Jordan, the waters of the Jordan ceased running and flowing. And there are special days and times in the Bible designed to help us to remember specific events. Amen. Why? To keep a memorial on things that God is doing for the people and for his people. Amen. I want to call your attention this morning to the feast Passover. You know that stories behind, there's a story behind each one, but listen again and see how God uses them to jog our memories and help us to remember important things. At the first one is the Feast of Passover. It talks about where the history behind it, that the people of Israel had been sojourners and slaves in Egypt for over 400 years. And then God called Moses and said, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt and say to Pharaoh, let my people go. And every time there was a plague, the worst plague that came up on them, uh, you know, Pharaoh would go, okay, Moses, I'm going to let you go. Just stop the plague. And God would stop the plague. I'll let your people go. I'm going to let your people go. But after every plague, Pharaoh would revenge, rechange, would recant and go back and say, no, I'm not letting you go. Finally, Moses tells the Egyptians in Exodus 11, 4 through 6, the Egyptian officials, this is what the Lord says about midnight. I will go through Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die. 
There will be a loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than has ever, ever been and ever will be again. Then God gave instruction to the Israelites. Each family is to choose a year old lamb, one without a spot or a blemish. I want the best in the flock. You know what he was doing? He was prophesying and giving you a type and shadow of what it would be on the day of crucifixion. He said, I want the best. I don't want no spot on them. I don't want no blemishes on them. And when you kill that animal, I want you to take the blood. And I want you to paint the doorpost. And every house that's not painted with the blood will lose their firstborn. Very same way that cross works. The perfect lamb. God gave him instructions. They did exactly what God told them. You know, one of the things that, have, that we have forgotten today is that we're supposed to offer our best to God. Amen. I, I've got to, I, I can tell you, I've got to offer my best to God. Let me just straightforward tell you. Instead, we tend to be the best for ourselves, and God gets leftovers. Listen, he, when he asked them, he didn't, or actually, he didn't ask them. He told them, you go get the best. You go into your flock, you get the best lamb. And if there's too much to feed your family, I want you to share. Hello. Come on, we don't, we got to know, we got to share some things. Amen. That goes back to the love of Christ. Amen. That, that love that God had for us. Amen. That I didn't deserve the love. I'm going to just tell you, I don't deserve the love he has. I don't deserve his mercy, his grace, but God's grace and mercy where his word said it endureth forever. Amen. It never ceases. Even when I, even when I mess up, even when I trip up, even when I, even when I, I, I don't honor him, he still loves us. Amen. And if we love him, then we will give him our best. Amen. Exodus 12, 22 said, God told them, kill the la that lamb and drain its blood into a basin. Then roast the lamb. But before you eat, take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood and, and, and into the basin and put it on over the, the door frames. And, 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 and it says, and on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals. And I will bring judgment on the gods of Egypt because I am the Lord. In Exodus 12, 12 through 13, it says the blood will be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you. When I strike Egypt, some in, someone in the Jewish home took hyssop, dipped into the blood, and put it on the doorframe. You see, sometimes it don't make sense when God's telling us through his word to do something. Sometimes it just don't make sense. But obedience to what God's saying, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. By being obedient to the word, lives were saved. That'll preach too. That'll preach too. Amen. It says at night that at that night, just as God, uh, as God 
told them. He brought judgment upon Egypt and weeping and wailing began to start in the Egyptians' home. But wherever God saw the blood of the lamb, those homes were spared. I need the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that his love will be spared upon my life and upon my home. Amen. Amen. The text this, the next morning, Exodus 12 and 33, tells us the Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. After 400 years, they were telling them, go, just get out of here. God said, this day, this is a day you are uh, to commemorate, to remember. The day that I'm setting you free. Remember this. Exodus 12, 14. For the generation to come shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, as a lasting ordinance. Over 35 years, 3,500 years uh, have passed since that day. And every year, faithful Jews cel still celebrate that same Passover. And it's important that we do not forget it either. Also, there's a call to worship. The second memorial I want to mention today is worship, a day of worship. It all started in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. God worked six days in creation, and on the seventh day, he rested. The Bible tells us that God consecrated that day and called it the Sabbath, a day for rest. In the Ten Commandments, God told the Jews that they were to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. So the Sabbath the Sabbath became a day of worship and rest. Amen. And when Jesus was crucified and buried and then raised from the dead, he was raised on the first day of the week. That then, that then the day of Pentecost came another first day of the week as well. Fifty days later, the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and the church began to began as 3,000 responded to the first time ever that the gospel had ever been preached. Church. We, we, we've had some spectacular uh, services and spectacular uh, celebrations, being Mother's Day. And uh, then we went right into Pentecost Sunday, and then we went into now Memorial Day. You know, there's something to be said. God is setting some things in place. Amen. We need to remember our mothers. Amen. We need to remember Pentecost. Amen. The day that... That the Holy Ghost was poured out. We need to remember the soldiers that went and fought for us. We need to remember the blood that was shed on Calvary by Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to keep that in our minds and in the forefront. Amen. Because sometimes the hustle and the bustle. Difficult to cut out some time for Jesus. Or carve out. I should say carve out some time for Jesus. Soon the early Christians were meeting regularly upon the first day of the week to worship God and encourage one another. And in the book of Revelations, the Apostle John spoke of the day of worship as the Lord's day. And as it, as it, is, as it, so, as it is to those of us that gather today, today is a day of worship. I pray that the church will always recognize this is a day of worship and praise Amen. And that it is a day of holy and righteousness. That God is a holy and righteous God. Amen. And to remember that he has done and what he has done for us. Amen. He has changed my life. Amen. Some, sometimes I think we need to go back and remember where we were. Amen. Because life gets so good in Jesus that we forget where we came from. 
That's like people get some money that never have money. They forget that they ever did not have no money. Right? And so they forget about those of us that don't have no money. I'm no longer in there. Uh, circumference or their, their, their relationship, right? Because they forget about the man who doesn't make the money they make, can't buy the things they can buy, can't live like they can. But if they go back, I can go back to my heritage, all the way back to my grandfather who, who didn't have nothing. And God has blessed this family through the years. But I haven't forgot where I came from. I haven't forgot that I, I come from a place of not having anything, no money, no family, no nothing, to having family having and, and having a little bit of money. And happy with a little bit. I'm not a hater that anybody got a lot of money. I'm glad you got a lot of money. But remember where you come from. Amen. The money don't make who you are. The money is a byproduct, amen? What really makes who you are is who you are in Christ Jesus when you walk the streets every day, amen? When you're, when you're in the community, who you are in the streets, who you are in the grocery store, who you are in church, when it's time to worship God, do you worship God, amen? Is, is church a place to, to exalt him? I, don't let it only be in the house, please. This, that is one of the worst Things that could ever happen to any of us is to make this my only place I worship God. Amen. I ought to be able to, in the shower, I, I, taking the trash out to the trash can. I ought to be, you know, I, I get lost sometimes in cutting grass. I just start looking at the beauty God created. I start giving him praise because of the, the bees. I give him praise about ants. I give him praise about the grass. I give him praise about everything. I, I haven't even cursed him. Don't take that wrong, but. I haven't cursed him about all the rain, having to cut the grass twice a week. I, I mean, thank God for the rain. Some people say if it would stop raining, I don't have to cut no more grass. You know what I said? Thank God for the rain. It's some pretty green grass. Huh? Isn't that grass beautiful? Some of y'all ought to thank God for the heat. Some of you survived by the heat. Some of you survived by the cold. Amen. You need to thank God for all the seasons that God gives us. Amen. You need to thank God for all the blessings that you've had. If you've got food in the refrigerator today, you need to give him thanks. If he put clothes on your back today, you need to give him thanks. Because it was a day I didn't have no clothes that I could have put on my back. But God gave me some clothes. Sometimes we need to go back to the pit. How many have been in a pit? I've been in a pit. Let me just tell you, I've been in a pit. Amen. Thank you for all those that have been in a pit. To our salvation, Psalms 91.15 says, The heathen are, are sunk down into the pit that they, you know, David, David this is David writing. said, the, the heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made in the net which they hid is their own foot taken. Psalms 40 and 2 said, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the... Look, I was in a pit, but my God brought me up out of that pit. And 
out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a solid rock to stand. My joy comes from the Lord. My memory comes from the Lord. Miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. Amen. So you must never forget where you came from either. We are to remember the truths of God. Amen. John 14, 26 said, But the comforter, comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So, let me say this. How many times has Acts 2.38 been quoted? Every soul that's ever come through this church sometime in a service has heard Acts 2.38. Because if the cross was death, burial, and resurrection, which is the gospel, the book of Acts brings and is a type and shadow of exactly what happened on the cross. There is a dying out that once I repent, that's dying out. The burial is when I go down in the name of Jesus Christ. The resurrection is the infilling of the Holy Ghost because the word of God said, now I become a new creature in Christ Jesus. That is the gospel. If we're not talking about the gospel, we're not doing our jobs as children of God. We're not sharing the gospel. Revelations 3, 3 said, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a what? A thief. And thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. That's the word. Remember the word. Remember the preacher. You don't even have to remember his name. Just remember the word. Because there's a day coming when we will get to heaven and he will be questioning us. Do you remember? Do you remember the, the word? Do you remember the gospel? Do you remember what the preacher was saying? Here's where we are. We're to remember. Nehemiah 4.14 said, And I looked and rose up, and I said unto the nobles and unto the rulers and unto the rest of the people, be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your horse, your houses, excuse me, your houses. So the word of God saying, remember him, the Lord Jesus Christ, with your time. Remember the Lord with your time. Remember him with your talent. Many of us have talents that are not being used and honoring him. The Bible says, remember him with our treasure. Remember him in our thoughts. Remember him in our tasks. Remember him in his mercy and his goodness. That's what we must do. We remember Jesus Christ, him crucified, him resurrected, him the joy, the salvation of my life. In closing, 
I urge you not to forget things that are so important. Things that are important should be remember his dying love when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Remember his comforting call. Come unto me, all thee that have a, come on church, a heavy burden. This is a, you can participate. I like participation. Amen. 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 We need to read the word. Amen. Study the word. Amen. Not so that you can feel like you're a theologian, but that just so you know the word to the, that I, that a pastor or the shepherd don't mislead you. Yes. Right? Come on now. I, I'm 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 going to be transparent, yes. so that when a man of God gets in this pulpit, that when they preach the gospel. That they don't preach something that's crazy. And you all just go, oh, oh, amen. Know the word of God. Bring your Bibles. Bring, bring paperwork. Search the scripture. In them you'll find life. Remember his charge. Go ye and all to the world and what? Preach the gospel. This does not mean that you have to be a preacher. By title. Let me say that. So many people think that. That's for just the preacher or someone called to be a preacher. That's for the, that's what he told, he was telling the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Now, if we're all disciples of Christ, then what are we to do? Go into all the world, preach the gospel. The last commandment is remember his commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Judge 2.10 says, Judges 2.10 says, And also, all the generations were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Let me tell you something. The reason Sunday school is so important for our children is so that they know the Lord. That they know who the Lord is. Amen. That they know the... God is good, that God is great, but he's, he's a jealous God. Hold up. He's a jealous God. He's not going to allow me to, to get, get twisted up in what I, you know, things that aren't of him. Right? We need to teach the generations that are coming up so that they will know the works of the Lord. In Deuteronomy 8.2 says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way into the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart. So let me tell you, serving God is not always going to be on a mountaintop. There's going to be wilderness experiences. There's going to be a valley, valley experiences. But that's just to see where you really are. And that do you turn back to Christ or do you turn to self-help ways? Do I fall on my face and my knees and cry out, Abba, Father, I, I, don't, I can't do this anymore. I need your help. I'm st I'm not, I, you take the wheel. I, I think a lady sang Jesus take the wheel. I think she just sang it so she could make money off Christians. But the bottom line is, you know. We, we, we as God's people really ought to say, Jesus, take the wheel. You drive. Wherever you go, I'm going. Don't go there, okay, I'm not going there. Don't, 
don't do that. Okay, I'm not going to do that. If we would be sensitive to the spirit of God. We sat last night and spoke to a couple last night. Young man has had experience with apostolic background. And the fiance has not. And so she was quick to tell me she didn't really believe God or believe in a God. Now, I don't know about you, but that scares me because in my mind, I'm like, dear God, if you only knew how good God was that you're denying, you're denying the one that could really be your best friend. You're denying the one that went to a cross without you, with, with you even in this place of saying, I deny you. He still died for her. He died for her. Her sins, her daughter's sins, and he still loves her, even in the place of saying, I don't even believe there's a God. I, don't, I, really, I believe there's a higher being, maybe, but I don't believe it's God. Well, what is that higher being? Come on. They just don't want to admit they believe in God. That's the only problem. So in my prayer, I began to pray, God, in my mind, I didn't pray in her face or out loud, lay my hand, smack her on the head or anything like that, or him. Right? I'm just like, Father, you know, let this be an, this night be a night that a light comes on. Let a seed be dropped. So quickly I looked at her and I said, your, your husband-to-be is to be the spiritual leader of your home. And he just sat here and told me that he believes God can speak to him and that he's heard from God, which tells me that he has had a connection of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. I said, if, if you love him, then you need to let him be the spiritual leader of your home. If he takes you to church, you need to go to church. Whether you, whether you believe in God or not, you need to go because he's the one that's going to bring a covering over your home. Deuteronomy 5.15 said, Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord, your God, brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Never forget where God's brought you from. You may not be where you want to be yet, but don't forget where God brought you from. Amen? Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget where he brought you from. And it may not be as bad as my life it was, but don't ever, I don't care where he brought you from. Maybe he brought you from just not clapping your hands in church on one day. Maybe you've been in church all your life, praise God. But never forget where Jesus has brought you from. Psalms 105.5 says, remember that you were slaves in, I'm sorry, remember the wonders, 105.5. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. Let me tell you something. Can you think back of some wonders that God's done in your life? I'm going to put some out there, children. Isn't that a wonder that God gave you a child? Huh? Eyesight. 
Man, we're praying for an, my 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 uh, my mom has a uh, sister-in-law, Mary Mary Lou. She'd be an aunt of mine. I don't even know how old she is. She called mom and said, "Pray for me. I'm blind in one eye. I can barely see out the other, and they want to operate. The chances of seeing is, I'm gambling." Even if they operate, I may not be able to see. Anybody that has eyesight today, what a wonder. What a wonder. Just being in the house of the Lord today, what a wonder. Uh -huh. God could have taken me out this morning or let me go this morning. Something could have happened to me this morning, but I'm in the house of God today. What a wonder. Another wonder. Raised my children. What a wonder that was. Amen. To be addicted and no longer be addicted. What a wonder. To have a beautiful wife. What a wonder. I couldn't have had that only through, but because of Jesus. Grandchildren, that's a double wonder for me. Come on now, you got to be going to go back. I mean, we don't think, you know, I got, I got clothes. What a wonder. Amen. Having the Holy Ghost, what a wonder. Having love for all God's people, what a wonder. Because that's not natural in the world today to love everyone. Revelation 3.3 says, remember therefore what you have received and heard, obey it and repent. Remember. Remember, remember. Psalms 103 and 2 says it like this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. If you'll stand with me. I ask you today, let's not forget. Let's remember, let's definitely remember the men and women in this, that, that were soldiers that died for our freedom. But most of all, let's remember Christ Jesus who paid the ultimate price for your soul and my soul. Because without the death, burial, and resurrection, there would be no freedom for you and I. With that, he told them on the day of Pentecost, he told them to go and gather in the upper room. Tarry there for 10 days. He said, tarry there and I would send, I'm gonna, uh, there's, and you'll be endued with power. As they were obedient and went and tarried, the Spirit of God came into that room and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And it, it was so powerful, it spread out into the streets that over 3,000 that day were filled with the Holy Ghost. That happens when you repent of your, repent of your sins and you say, well, I don't know how I was baptized. I don't even know if I was baptized, but I need to be baptized. You know, maybe, 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 maybe you just like a Bible study on 
you know, baptism and repentance. 20 minutes, we have them. The Bible said that when they had realized they had crucified their Messiah, that they went to Peter and said, Peter, I need you to tell me what is it that we must do. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission, the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift. If there's anybody here today that's never been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can have the Holy Ghost today. If there's anybody that wants to just repent of your sins today, you can do that today. If there's anybody that's never that's not sure how you were baptized and you want a Bible study on that, we're glad to do that today. To go down in that lovely name, that name above every name. Hallelujah. Every head bowed. Remember, remember, remember. There was a price paid on Calvary for your sins and my sins. And the Lord wants you to experience His love, His grace, and His mercy. I'm going to open the altars as we begin to sing. It's not something to make you feel uncomfortable, but the altar is open if you would just like to come and pray.
The Bible says this is a day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible also says today is the day of salvation. I pray that something was said today. That when you leave, that the Lord and you will remember. Remember some things that God has spoken to you. Remember some things that the Word of God has said to you. Remember where God has brought you from. Remember back when. I don't think we talk enough about the death, burial, and resurrection. I don't think that we remember that we go back and remind one another that there was it was a, a terrible experience for Jesus to go to that cross for my sins and your sins. Never forget the cost of our salvation. Never forget it. It's real. Don't take it for granted either. Don't take it for granted. Remember. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord with us today. Thank you for those that have responded. And that's not to make anybody else feel anything different. But I will say that the Lord does not push himself on anyone. He's a gentleman, and when we, re when we reach out to him, it'll be a relationship with him. It'll be an experience that you will have with him. 
thankful for the Lord and thankful for what he is doing in the kingdom of God and at the Grace Gospel as well as in our community. This is the day that we want to continue to remember, okay? Keep remembering our military, the fallen, that won't be with us or with their family. Remember them. Remember the families in prayer today. Most of all, remember that if it had not been for Christ, where would we be today? Amen. Amen. Sister Jock Jokeman, I want to welcome you again. I hope I didn't mess your name up, but it's certainly good to have you back from Canada. Amen. This is Sister Stephanie's mother. It's good to have her with us today. Uh, let's greet one another. Uh, let me pray, and then I want you to greet one another. If you don't know anyone and you're a member of this church, if you don't know someone, go meet them, greet them, shake their hand, introduce yourself to them. Welcome them here to Grace Gospel Worship Center. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercies. We thank you for your word. And God, I pray that we will remember you, your sacrifice for us. And I pray, God, that your word, we'll remember your word and that it'll stay in our hearts. God, I pray you bless us during this Memorial Weekend as we get together with family, friends, that you will cause us to be and help us to be the salt and the light, oh God. I pray you watch over us as we travel today. Bring us back here at, at Wednesday night Bible study, Lord God. And Lord, I pray let us continue to be what you want us to be in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. I pray many blessings on everyone that's here today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. May the Lord richly bless you. Greet one another.